Our education system is pushing out mindless drones and is totally broken. But it doesn't have to be like that. There is a way forward and I think I know some solutions that can help. Welcome to the conversation of our generation where we are solving the problems of today with the wisdom of the past. My name is Nick Jamel, the creator and host of the podcast here. And today we are going to be talking about education, our education system, and how people can go about actually getting an education, if you mean by that, not do you have the skills necessary to get a marketing job, but do I really understand the foundations of our society and of our culture? How do I go about learning those things? That's what we're going to dive into today, and how that's not being taught really and why that is as well. So we're going to go from problem to solution today and discuss a little bit about how we can go, how we can do that. But I just want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, leave a good rating and review wherever you're listening to your podcast and subscribe on YouTube. And part of what we're going to be talking about today is finding alternative ways to get to the truth. And that's what this podcast is doing. That's what I'm doing at conversationforgeneration.com. So check that out. And if you go to conversationforgeneration.com slash subscribe, there you'll get access to premium content for just $5 a month. You'll get access to the courses that I'm working on right now with the golden mean and what that is and what that means and other courses as well that will come up as well as extra premium content premium content, and a signed copy of my book. So head over to conversationofourgeneration.com slash subscribe. Subscribe for $5 a month and you get access to all of that. And with that, let's hop over to the quote today. And this one is from Diogenes. I probably have used this one. I say this every now and then because I come across a quote and I think I've seen that enough, but I may have just scrolled past it on brainy quote as I'm looking for quotes. But this one says, the foundation of every state is the education of its youth. Now, that's an important thing to recognize is that so much of what's important about education is the impact that it has on the society today, yes, but primarily on what it's going to do for the society in the future. Educating the children of today is going to be the best way to lay out the future that you want tomorrow. And so when you have the keys to the schools, when you have the keys to the educational institutions, you are incredibly influential on where the society is going down the road. And that's not because it's some magic thing. It's because when you form the children of today, they become the adults of tomorrow. Those are the business people, the teachers, and the politicians, etc. of the next generation. And so people who go after education recognize that they're playing a long game. You're not going to necessarily change the society for the next election cycle, which is why it's such an unsexy thing to look at because we want to win today, win tomorrow. And yes, there are things that I think are very pressing for our society today that we need to figure out very soon. And they can't necessarily wait three generations to fix. But there are many things that we can start doing to lay the groundwork for a better society tomorrow by really educating people properly. 
And if you want to see why I think, or I think if you want to see this in action, you can look at how people were being educated until the reformers, quote unquote, but really it's just radical progressivists like John Dewey and others changed our education system radically in the early 1900s. And in doing that, they didn't overturn our culture as the United States of America, that generation, or even the following one. But over the subsequent generations, you know, three or four generations later, it's almost unrecognizable the way we educate our children and the ideas that we have about our country. And so on top of that, the ignorance about how our system works has just grown and grown. And people today, especially ones who graduate college, know less really about our about our political system than people who didn't graduate college based on studies that we see, right? You come out of college more ignorant than you go in. And that is a backwards thing that shows that there is something seriously broken in our culture today that we have to take a look at and fix. It's a ridiculous notion that you should come out of school more ignorant than when you went in. Obviously, if education is working correctly, it should be the opposite. You should be more knowledgeable, more informed, more able to learn and take new information and incorporate it into your understanding of the world. That's how, if you're truly educated, that's how it should work. You should not be worse off for going through school and getting an education. And that's not the case right now. And so, you know, it's seems like our society, our, not society, but rather our school system is ordered towards pushing out people who are just mindless drones. And that's not to say that the average person today doesn't know things that maybe the smartest people of 500 years ago didn't. That's, it's probably the case that you would know things about the world that people like Galileo did not, right? You know more about a black hole, maybe, or some theory about gravity that some astronomers and astrologers, astronomers rather, in the 1500s didn't. Okay, fine. Congratulations. But we don't really have it, people earning knowledge. And that's the problem because while you may know some more facts that people didn't have access to, the reason we have access to those facts is because of people that came in the past who discovered those things for us to have. And so that's really the problem is we have a bunch of unearned knowledge. We don't know how to go out and learn for ourselves and seek knowledge that is useful and learn how to apply that knowledge to our situations. And that is where I think we're lacking the most is understanding how to take the knowledge that we have and use it properly which is the wisdom part of things that's the prudence and wisdom and that's what we really lack so much in our culture that I think the past had far greater amounts of <laughs> and so it just seems like 
we need to find a way to educate ourselves better and to supplement what the school system lacks and push back against the bad things that the school system is trying to push on us. And so where does education go wrong? Like I said, knowledge used to be something that was discovered for oneself. It wasn't spoon-fed by educators. And you were taught by teachers. Yes, you you have to have that. You have to have instruction, obviously. And sure, you may have to memorize your multiplication tables or dates of historical events. But much of the knowledge you came to was due to exploration and real learning and taking ideas and putting them forward in your own formulation. And so... This means that you didn't simply know facts, but you had a worldview and an epistemology to work within so that you know what is true and you're able to sort of, as you hear things, test the water and say, Meh, that doesn't seem to pass. I need to look into that more. Or, hey, that seems to make basic sense. I think that that's something I can go off of unless there's evidence to the contrary that I come across, right? And so that is something that real good classical education offered is here is the way that you know what is true and we have a very bad understanding of knowing what is true and so if we want to truly educate our children i think that's one of the things we have to focus on is giving them the tools to assess claims about the world and whether or not they are true that is a huge part because so much today is just based on this materialist, naturalist assumption and people are so used to looking at the arguments of the past and in a straw man form and not really diving into the serious ideas that are being put forward by our forebears and if we want to really contend with their ideas, we have to know their ideas for what they actually argued, A, and then B, we have to understand their framework for how they came to know these things and how they came to believe these things to be true. And then if you get to that point and you say, I think they're wrong, now you can make the case of why that is. But until you really understand that, I think it's impossible to assert something different than what we had that built so much of our world for so long. And I think that if we want to really educate people and put a system in place that's like that, we have to really do a lot of work to fix this education system or build a new one because our education system is entrenched and pushing back so hard against reform the administration, lawmakers, and teacher unions are just not really looking to improve education, but are trying to help teachers get as much as they can from the school system for as little as possible, as helping the administrators get as much as they can for as little as possible, and the lawmakers are getting the kickbacks in the process. The education system isn't about educating your children as much as enriching the people and making the lives comfortable of the people who are administering this so-called education. I mean, just look at what's happened during this past year. COVID, under COVID-19, kids are failing. Teachers unions won't go back to school despite the fact that kids are killing themselves. 
and failing out of classes and all sorts of, you know, they're just pumping them full of ADHD drugs more and more because they're surprised when, you know, nine-year-old kids can't sit still in front of a computer for eight hours a day or however long it is doing work. Obviously, that is not the way we are created to be. We cannot sit in front of a computer naturally. Anyone who can naturally sit in front of a screen for hours a day and be content, I have serious questions about. I get fidgety. I'm an adult who knows why I'm doing it and that I'm getting paid to do all this and I understand how important it is to sit in front of a computer and I get fidgety and distracted and dive into social media and all these things. How much more is a 9-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old kid going to be doing that? Obviously, that's the case. And it's not because there's something wrong with the child like our system is trying to put forward. No, there's something wrong with the way we are trying to educate the children. That is the issue. It is not the children's fault. Any problem with education is never the child's fault. Ever. At, at least... It is never the children's fault. There may be a bad child. It is never children in general's fault for a failing education because they are not the ones who put the education system in place. They're the ones who get pushed into it. It is the parents. It is the teachers. It is the lawmakers and policymakers and administrators. Those are the people at fault for a failing education system every single time. It is not the children's fault. Now, is there a child who may not get as much out of it individually because of some things that they do. Sure, okay, yeah. Ignore that. That happens, of course. But if you have children all across the country failing systematically and having serious problems with the system, it is not the children's fault. It is not because children are broken. It is because our system is broken. And I am just infuriated at the fact that we continue to blame children for this bad system that's hoisted upon them, even before Zoom schooling. I know that my brothers who are, at least my youngest brother, who is very active, very interested in actually seeking things, <laughs> is turned off by the school system, by the education system, because it attacked him for being a boy, right? For being a little bit rambunctious and energetic and all of that. And his grade school, despite being a Catholic school, was very, had a lot of animosity towards the boys in this class. And sure, they gave them reason. They were not the, necessarily the best behaved group of boys all the time. Okay. But they also could have the teachers, that is, the, it, there's obviously a systematic failure if you're taking a bunch of, a whole entire class of boys for, I think, since. I was, I had, like, since I was in school, people my age, they failed all the boys. So for a, a decade almost, they were failing boys at that school. That's not every single boy who goes through that school's fault. That is problems with the way they are conducting their business there. That is the issue. And I can tell you that's the issue because I know that my brother and several other boys that moved to that school at some point we're doing better at another school, but because of issues and everything at the overall school situation, we switched him. So it's crazy to me that people can't see this, that adults 
blame children for these failings. And we do it constantly. We have to reset the way we look at this and take ownership of the fact that the system that's in place is the adult's system in that's being put in place, not the children's. The children have to go through it and have to be the guinea pigs that we're testing on, but we are the ones running the experiment. It is adults who are putting this in place. And so the failing is on the adults if the system is failing. And that is an important first point that we have to recognize if we're going to move forward. And now, if you say, yes, it is adults' fault that we are failing, that means that it's adults' ability, it's a, the adults' responsibility and in their power to fix it. it we, are, we have the duty to do it and we have the ability to do it. And we should fix this system that is completely broken. And I think that one thing we can look at is just alternative solutions. So first of all, the big thing I'm harping on is government schools in general. That is, I think, the big problem with our system. When I talk about schooling, that is primarily what I'm talking about. That said, there are problems with private schools and charter schools that need to be addressed, that follow the... Basically, it's whenever they follow the government programs and the weird curriculums and curricula is it curriculums it we'll say curriculums even though it's not i know it's probably curriculus i don't know i i have no clue i do not know how to make curriculum plural but and maybe it already is i'm really bad at the greek plural stuff but the curriculums that are handed down by the government are terrible. They never work. The core math or whatever it was, I had to try to teach something like this at a charter school. And I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Here's how you add. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Like, here's how you do this. I was like, throw that out. I'm going to, I don't know how they're t telling you to do this. I'm going to show you how to get to that answer properly. And I did that <laughs> when in the tutoring sessions that I would do for, you know, third grade, fourth grade kids. And younger and so we have to look at these alternative solutions and luckily one bright side about this problem with the education system has been that especially since COVID-19 has hit people have been looking to it more people have been saying hmm that doesn't seem like such a crazy idea homeschooling doesn't seem so wild anymore charter schools and private schools seem like they're worth the price or the cost of you know being more involved or the monetary cost of it and I'm open to looking at alternative solutions or online courses or things like that because my kid is failing at school. They're trying to pump him full of drugs and the teachers won't come back to school despite the fact that they are not at all at risk. They obviously, the teachers unions obviously hate your children. That is a matter of fact. If you deny that, I don't know what to say to you. They may have warm, fuzzy feelings for them, but the way they are acting shows that they have no regard for your children whatsoever. And so if you are still putting your children in government schools, get them the hell out, okay? But as far as this goes, we can have alternative, alternative solutions. You can't hold your township school administrator accountable, really. You can try to vote them out, but it's the next Joe Schmo is going to be the same bureaucrat or the next person who gets appointed is going to be the same lousy bureaucrat. You can, however, get into a charter school where you're more involved. I see those where they actually have relationships with the teachers and the administrators 
and have accountability because those charter schools, while they may have government funding or some sort of thing along those lines, they do they are more accountable to the grants and everything that they get. Private schools as well. You pay tuition. They work directly for you. It's not removed and stolen from you by the government and then handed to the schools. No, you directly pay them out of your pocket. And if they piss you off, you can go in there and say, here is my receipt for the last you know, month's tuition. I want to talk about the fact that that last month you did some stupid shit. Okay, you can go in and do that. Now, you might not want to say it that way. And sorry if I'm getting a little fired up here, <laughs> but it's infuriating me to see that we are just standing by the wayside as our children get indoctrinated into ignorance. So private schools are a great solution, though, because you do have a stronger accountability and it is there for people who maybe can't homeschool. Homeschooling is fantastic because guess what? You own the curriculum. You own the teaching. You own the administration. Everything about it is you. That could be bad because you may not know what the hell you're doing, but you can find plenty of resources and you will learn. And the fact of the matter is you actually love your children. You want the best for your children and not just in this hippy dippy. Oh, I love children and all the children should be great kind of way. Like a lot of lawmakers try to do when they trot out the children as a, you know, oh, think of the children sort of thing. No, these are your children who you love and are doing everything to raise. You have the closest bond to these people of anybody. One of the biggest challenges facing our culture today is the porn problem. And that's why I'm proud to be working with Covenant Eyes to help nip this problem in the bud. So if you struggle with porn, or if you want to protect your family from this issue, Covenant Eyes can help. Covenant Eyes is an accountability software that helps you create good habits when you're using your computer or other devices that are connected to the internet. And so you can have this plan for yourself, for your whole family, and using my promo code of CONVO when you go there, C-O-N-V-O, you will get your first 30 days free. So head on over to CovenantEyes.com and use the promo code CONVO, C-O-N-V-O, to get your first 30 days free. That way you can start living a porn-free life for you and for your family. Now back to the conversation. You are the best person to educate them. And if you're not involved, like if you can't homeschool, I get it. I understand that. If you need to both earn or, you know, whatever it is, you don't feel comfortable, you just can't get it in your head to how that's going to work and how to do that. Okay, fine. I, we can, that's, I'm not saying you, everyone has to homeschool. I think it's a great thing for the people who can do it. And the more people who can do it, the better. But I think that private schools and charter schools where you are actually very involved in your child's education, checking what they learn at school, talking about it is important. I know my parents did this for me, like learning, saying, Hey, what'd you learn at school today? If I didn't say, you know, if I said nothing, it's like, no, you obviously learned something. What, what'd you, what classes did you have? Oh, what'd you learn in social studies? What'd you learn in math? And that is important to be checking in to see how things are going. You shouldn't just get the quarterly report card and be like, okay, A's and B's, because the fact of the matter is that's not helpful. That doesn't show you that your child is being educated. That shows you that your child's making grades. Great. But who knows if they're cheating their way through this and don't know jack squat? Who knows if 
what they're being taught is falsehoods. You can get an A in false and tests because you put all the lies back, you spit all the lies back that you've been taught. That can get you there. That can get you an A. So make sure that they're learning the truth. Make sure that they're learning what you want them to learn, right? You need to be accountable for that as a parent. And me as a future parent <laughs> will be accountable for that. I plan to be very in involved in what they're learning. And not because I want to dominate my children or anything like that. It's because I was very happy about the fact that my parents looked out after what I was learning. And I know it turned out well for me. I want the best for my children and I will do that for them. And then also alternative solutions and online courses like coding boot camps and things like that. I know the other things are kind of more grade school, middle school that I've been high school that I've been talking about. But when you get into the college age and all of that, you have to start thinking about educating yourself for a job and getting the training that you need to perform a job. And so if you have children who are handy and not the book learning kind, that's fine. Help them learn a trade. Help them get the skill set that they need to be successful. There is not a single pathway to you know, earning a good living. It's not just going to college and getting a, you know, be bachelor's of arts and some mumbo jumbo crap and, you know, a philosophy major or something like that and then never use it again because you got into, you know, marketing. That's kind of what happens all the time. No, I mean, if you need to be an engineer or if that's what they're passionate about, they want to go build bridges, they want to go do all sorts of cool stuff like that. Great. You know, go to school, become an architect or an engineer or whatever but or a doctor or a lawyer whatever it is but if you want to be a marketer or a salesperson ask yourself if that's right ask yourself if you really need that to be an HR person that is or if you can take some courses you know online courses to get the bare you know bare minimum get an internship get your foot in the door and see if you can do that in a year for you know a couple grand instead of or less instead of going out and spending tens of thousands of dollars in four years partying it up. And I've talked about this in other episodes, so you can go back more on that. But so there are alternative training solutions if you want job training. But if you want a real liberal education, which is what I think we need, you need to teach your children that. But if you're my age, if you're 20, 25, or if you're in high school and you're looking at these things and wanting to know what you believe, you have to get a real liberal education and what i mean by that is not liberal like democrat party i mean the classical education of what is the history of my society what are the foundational principles and who are these foundational thinkers and what do they actually have to say read it for yourself hear it for even if you do audiobooks or whatever it is learn those things for yourself because that is going to be how we hand on the tradition of our society that is what we need, is a real liberal education. And so how do we move forward? This is how I continued my education. I used school school for training. Now, I did do a four-year degree. I did it at a local, basically, it's halfway between a community college and IU, Indiana University. It's Indiana University's campus here in Indy. And it was like a half or a quarter of the price to go there and I still got the same degree. I had teachers and professors rather 
who actually were in the workforce and then became professors, unlike at IU, where I had not a single person who had been outside of academia for the time that I was there. But no, I had professors who were an accountant and then they came and taught accounting classes, were CFO of a major company that did buyouts and mergers that then taught my finance class. They were, you know, my marketing professors were worked on major brands or were serious sales managers for legit companies and were teaching me sales management. You know, I had a top digital marketing. My digital marketing professor is a top digital marketer, world renowned, who was there just teaching the class, but they really did it. And so I feel like I actually got a much better education in that way that I got to learn from people who really did the job that they were trying to train me for. So make sure that you're finding that. Make sure that if you're learning engineering that you maybe learn from someone who's built a bridge, (laughs) not someone who has only ever spent their time in theory and never in practice. So that's the big thing about training. Your craftsmen, everybody has always taught a craft or a trade by being someone who's done it before and teaching you the ropes. So if you're using school for training, make sure that's the case, that you're learning from people who've done it, who've put these ideas to practice and can give you those lessons and the what to watch out for, what you should know, and not just here are the ideas that this book tells you that's written by some theorist who's never spent a day off of a school campus. Make sure that it's real and practical if it's job training. And then make sure that if it's liberal education, that you're really learning the classics, that you're really being taught what the people said and reading it for yourself. Because for me, I didn't have that liberal education. I found it on my own. And the way I did that is by podcasts, by doing that and saying, okay, I'm listening to a podcast. Oh, they mentioned Aristotle a lot and they seem like, people who I agree with, why do they mention Aristotle so much? Oh, I'm going to go buy Aristotle, you know, ethics and politics by Aristotle and read those and see what he has to say about it. You know, I'm reading or I'm listening and I hear a lot of people citing GK Chesterton as a conservative. I'm going to go dive into his ideas more instead of just citing his quotes and everything, know what he means and what his ideas are. And so that's what I've been doing for the last five years or so ever before I started the conversation of our generation, but I kind of started to dive into this, but that's really ramped up ever since doing this and talking about these ideas and bringing to you what I'm learning in my own studies. And so that's what I've been doing for so long, but really I've just been continuing that education into my adulthood. You can do this on your own. You could be 40 and say, I just want to know why I believe what I believe. Great. Dive into it. Look at some of the stuff I have here, but look at the books, you know, look at the library and go through those books and see which ones interest you and read them. Buy them through my links, preferably, on conversationofourgeneration.com slash library. There's a bunch of books there that I've reviewed. Check those out. If you hear people talking about thinkers that whose ideas sound interesting, go buy their books on Amazon and see what they have to say or buy their books in a local bookstore. Better yet, <laughs> Right dive into the ideas of the people and really get to know what these people of the past had to say. Because that's what is truly educational is hearing those ideas firsthand from the source. 
And you can get that from people who lived 3,000 years ago in a book. You can get that first-hand experience of what someone had to say. You know, Aristotle, who lived 2,500 years ago, or whatever it is, 2,300 years ago. You can hear what he had to say by reading his words today. You can hear what C.S. Lewis had to say, you know, 60, 70 years ago, by reading his words today. The late, great Roger Scruton, you can hear what he had to say. He passed away a couple, you know, last year, I guess it was, end of last year, or end of 2019, into early 2020, somewhere around there. And you can hear what he has to say. He can speak to you, these people can speak to you from the grave. And there is a ton of wisdom there to learn from. So go and read that. And if you're not sure how to do that, that's why I'm working through building these courses because I think that is the biggest obstacle that I had is how do I go about starting to learn these things? And I read it and I listened to the podcast and I have done what I can to try to piece together all of this. And I want to help people understand these ideas much better and much more clearly and much more quickly than it did for me as someone who learned it for myself. I wasn't taught it in a great university like Oxford or anything. And there are tremendous benefits to learning that way. I wish I could have learned it at a great university. I do, but I didn't because I chose another path at the time and I wasn't able to turn back and go do that. Maybe someday I'll go get a master's in philosophy and theology like I kind of want to, but not right now. But the good thing is I, like most people who probably are listening to my podcast, didn't go to Oxford and learn all these things. I had to learn them for myself and learn them with the tools at my disposal for free or little cost. And that's why I want to offer some of this to you is because I think we need more people figuring out how to get that education for themselves. And not everyone can go to Oxford <laughs> and get that, right? Like I love Spencer Clavin's show. I love listening to him teach that. And he does teach it in a way that sounds more like me than it does an Oxford professor. And I think that's great. But And I love the fact that he shares what he got there with other people. But I think that it is good as well. There is a positive as well for walking through it as someone who didn't get that formal training. How do you kind of muddle through these waters without a university program to go through, right? When you have that, you can choose all the courses and everything, but you really have great instructors laying it out for you. And that doesn't make you any stupider or anything like that. It probably makes you smarter because you're actually learning this stuff probably in a more structured way. I'm trying to help bring a little structure to the disjointed chaos of the podcast YouTube world and help people with identifying some of the common themes that run through different works, why they're similar and different, and the wisdom and ideas that we can glean from them as well. And that's what I'm working on with these courses. And so if you want to learn more about that, head to conversationofourgeneration.com slash courses, and you can find out a ton more about what I got going on there because I think really it's crucial. And if you want to get signed up for the course on the golden mean, you can do that as well. If you just go to conversationofourgeneration.com 
and then on the courses tab there is one for the golden mean the golden mean the tau the way i'm having trouble talking apparently but it's just conversationofourgeneration.com slash the golden mean well just go to slash courses and find it there because that is probably the fastest way to get there but or if you just search the golden mean the tau the way on my site you'll find it as well but definitely check that out because i think it is important to continue this education and get that going and you can get full access to all my future courses by just going to conversationofourgeneration.com slash subscribe do that subscribe for five dollars a month you get my copy a copy of my book signed by me as well as access to this course and any other premium content that comes out but i also would like to hear from people on this if you're interested in this let me know uh, in the contact, you know, you can contact me on my blog, find me on Twitter at Conovargen. Let me know what you have, what you'd like to learn about, what you'd like to dive into, or what's a struggle with getting this good liberal education today. Because I think there are a ton of benefits of online courses that aren't being tapped into. You know, I, I think that these sorts of things where you deep dive deep into you know, hours of content. I mean, this so far I've done almost an hour's worth on the first two, basically chapters, but basically or the first two books that, of Aristotle's Ethics, the Nicomachean Ethics, and so that's a lot of time spent on this work so far, and I'm continuing to do that. I'm continuing to roll that out. But if you'd like to be make it maybe like a live class or something like that, I'm curious. I'm interested to hear what people have to say, but. In the meantime, definitely check that out, get signed up, and get started on this course because it is incredibly important to know where we come from, know what our ancestors have to say, and to listen to them and get the wisdom that they had to offer. And so join me in the conversation of our generation. Let's get the dialogue going. I'll talk to you next time. <music>